Hey guys, it's your boy Ryan Leaf here from the Dugout Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for all tuning in to my podcast. It's amazing to be handling this experience and I love being the host of this show every single day. I love just chatting about football. I love having new guests on and I appreciate all my listeners from all over the world. So thank you so much for tuning in to the Dugout Podcast. Guys, I've got five star ratings coming in on Apple Podcast. Thank you so much to whoever did that. Um, guys, if you listen to my show on Apple Podcast, please leave a five-star rating. Uh, click subscribe. And if you listen to me on Spotify, please click follow. And you will receive automatic updates for whenever I post new content. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning into my show. Your listenership is my oxygen. So, guys, have the best week. We'll chat soon. This is your boy, Ryan Leaf. Yeah, let's go. Welcome to the Dugout Podcast with your host, Ryan Leaf. Hey, what up, people? Welcome back to the Dugout Podcast. You're here with your boy, Ryan Leaf. Hey, guys, welcome back. Happy Friday to you all. Hope you guys are great. Hope you guys are having the best week so far. I know you guys are probably keen for your weekend. I know a lot of us out here in Durban are pretty keen. We're keen to hit the beach this weekend. We're keen to just live our best lives. But we have a thing here called Care December where we kind of... Uh, we take December to a whole new level in this country, man. I think we're the only country that, like, goes wild and, like, celebrates December the way we do. Literally, like, December's like a whole tradition where, like, we lose our our cool and basically just go nuts. Like, it's a vibe every day. It's a vibe every week. Like, wow. Durban's just... Actually, this whole country is crazy when it comes to December time. Nonetheless, guys, hope you guys are good. Hope you guys are having the best week. And uh, it's good to be back. So good morning to you if it's your morning. Good afternoon to you if it's your afternoon. And good evening to you if it's your evening. I haven't got much planned for this weekend myself. I'm actually going to just chill out, watch the Premier League. And uh, just uh, I'm keen to actually be a good boy this December. I'm keen to just watch football all through the damn month literally i'm just so excited man especially because of liverpool's fixture pile up there's going to be so many games to watch so yeah i'm I'm hella keen i'm hella excited anyway guys time to get into some breaking news marco silva has now been sacked from everton wow um i won't say that i'm shocked i won't say that i'm surprised and i won't say that i am absolutely in disbelief by what's happened in all honesty the writing was on the wall for marco silva i mean it was coming the reality is i think i had a episode on my on my podcast a couple of weeks ago about the sack race and marco silva being on the brink those shows were weeks ago so the reality is i did predict this and ultimately it's finally happened you know marco silva's finally been relieved of his duties and I've always maintained this sentiment that it's never nice when a manager loses his job. But ultimately, this is a results business. And Marco Silva just did not cut it at Everton. Looking at it this way, Everton had nine losses from 15 games this season. Nine. Nine. That, that's remarkable. I think out of those 15 games, Everton only have won three of them. So the reality is the writing, the writing was on the wall for Marco Silva. And it, it was more of a time of of basically when and not if you know i think forehead mashiri who's uh everton's prime stakeholder the reality is forehead mashiri is really invested into this everton team i think he's had four managers since he's taken over from 2016 and 
he had Roberto Martinez, Sam Allardyce, Ronald Koeman, and now Marco Silva. And the truth is, he invested over £400 million in that time. I think Farhad Mashiri needs to make the right call as to who's going to be Everton's next manager. Because the reality is, Everton cannot be... They can't be allowed to carry on like this. They're 18th in the table. 18th. 18th. That comes for poor reading for Everton fans, if I'm being honest. The reality is, guys, Farhad Mashiri knows that they need to get this right. They need to get this next appointment right. Unfortunately, it's also a matter of who's available and who's willing to come to Everton. With all due respect, by the way, I, I don't mean any kind of disrespect, but it's just a matter of who's willing to come into that football club, somebody of a high caliber, and take that club to the next level. It's it's a bit deep, man. <laughs> it's a bit deep. So, Duncan Ferguson is taking charge of the Everton vs Chelsea game on Saturday. After Marco Silva's 18-month reign ended in painful circumstances. I mean, it wasn't like this is like brand new to us. I mean, it, it had been widely accepted that Marco Silva was going to lose his job. And we all knew after the Everton defeat against Liverpool, that 5-2. I think, I think, I know I had a feeling that, wow, this, this could be it. This could finally be it. This could be the last nail in the coffin. You know? <sighs> But anyway, nonetheless, I mean, Farhad Mashiri actually took a train from London and arrived at Finch Farm, which is Everton's training base, around 3 p.m. And he actually had a meeting with with uh, with Everton's director of football, Marcel Brands, and chairman Bill Kenwright. So after that, guys, he had a meeting with the players and basically broke the news. But it's actually madness how Silva's become the fourth manager under Moshiri in the space of three years to lose his job. It's actually scary. It's very scary. I mean, Duncan Ferguson hasn't managed a single Premier League game and he's out here being thrown into the deep end against Chelsea. I mean, what a fixture. What a baptism of fire, if I may say. I know Duncan Ferguson's a very popular person at Everton. He's a very popular person, but... He's also a very quiet person. Very, I won't, I won't say timid. I'd say he's introverted. Barely says much in the press. Isn't the most outgoing of people. So I wonder how that's going to pan out. The leading candidates for the job are obviously David Moyes, Eddie Howe. I think Chrissy Uton comes in with the shout. And um, there are a couple of other managers available. But, I mean, do Everton really want to look back at their past and, and go into that? I mean, do Everton really want to go back? I mean... I mean, all, all due respect here to David Moyes. Do Everton fans really want to go back to David Moyes? The game has moved on. You know, the game has moved on. And David Moyes may provide a feeling of familiarity and nostalgia. I understand that, Everton fans. But do you think Everton... Uh, sorry, do you, do you believe that David Moyes has moved on from the way he used to play? Do you think he's actually evolved as a Premier League manager? I mean, he's been without a job for the past what two and a half three years has david moyes ultimately moved on has he has he learned has he adapted his principles to the modern game because it's all well and good to hire david moyes who's a safe pair of hands but will he take everton to the next level that's the question you kind of have to ask yourself i think everton fans are tired of of waiting for the correct man to come into a job they're tired of 
being patient. I mean, Everton fans, for the money that they spend to watch their club week in, week out, I'm pretty sure that Everton fans want to see progress. I'm not too sure if David Moyes brings that to you. David Moyes is the prime candidate to take over at Everton. And I think he's just waiting for a phone call from Farhad Mashiri. Obviously, Bill Kenwright would be highly in favor of having David Moyes back. But I don't know how I feel about that, if I'm being honest. I don't know how I feel about that. I've been saying for a long time, I've been very vocal about someone like Eddie Howe coming into a bigger club. I think it's time. I think it's time. I've been highly vocal about Eddie Howe getting a bigger job, you know, sooner rather than later. And surely these top jobs are becoming available because of it. Maximiliano Allegri has ruled himself out of the Everton job because um, if he didn't read his statement yesterday, he was like, he's not going to take over a Premier League club during the season. He only wants to take over a club in June, around when the Premier League preseason is starting. So that rules out Max Allegri already. You know, Marco Silva, I mean, Marco Silva has a history of coming into a football club and providing this 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 bounce, this uh, this feel-good factor in the beginning. And then it just crumbles, it falls apart. And it's almost like a free-fall where there's no way of stopping it. I think Marco Silva has a history of doing that at football clubs where he doesn't know how to stop the rot. So unfortunately, Marco Silva has lost his job, guys. And it's a, it's a very sad thing to understand. I know Everton fans, especially Farhad Mashiri, wanted Marco Silva to succeed. They went to great lengths to get him out of Watford. They took him during the season and had to pay Watford a compensation fee, obviously, for getting him out of there. Marco Silva's appointment at Everton, where he unduly left Watford, actually enraged a lot of Hornets fans. And I understand why. But ultimately, Fahad Mashiri knew that he really wanted Marco Silva. Marco Silva was their man. And to be here 18 months later, it's pretty disappointing. I think Everton really have to get this appointment correct. They really have to get this appointment down to the T. I don't know what's going to happen going forward. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know who they're going to hire. Do they go back for the nostalgia, familiar pair of hands? Or do they get somebody fresh-faced, fresh ideas to come in and obviously change things up? I may play Marco Silva in some vein for the way things have actually ended up at Everton. There's somebody else I'd like to assign blame to. Someone else who's been highly involved in transfers. Someone who's been inconsistent with Everton's transfer strategy. Guys, Marcel Brands, the director of football at Everton. Marcel Brands is reminding me of... He's reminding me of an Ed Woodward type. It's very inconsistent with the way they obviously are signing players. I don't see... If I'm being honest, I don't see a strategy where Everton are trying to improve themselves. Everton right now are taking Europeans... What can I say? They're taking Europe's least wanted players out of football clubs. You know, has-beens. Players that have had their time. They're bringing in players that are... What can I call them? Can I call them expired? I mean, Theo Walcott. That's one. Michael Keane hasn't impressed me at all. He really hasn't. I'm I'm sorry. He really hasn't impressed me. 
Morgan Schneiderlin. Morgan Schneiderlin hasn't impressed me at all. The most impressive midfielder Everton have had in the past couple of years in Edrissa Gay and Gilfie Sigurdsson. I think in the past three years, the signings Everton have gotten right. I've gotten right. Luca Dina, nail in the head. I'm a big fan of Yeri Mina, Gilfie Sigurdsson, Richarlison. I haven't seen much from Moise Keane, but I do know he's a, there's a quality player in him. There's a quality player in that boy. Ultimately, Marcel Brands, he, has, he hasn't done much, but spent Everton's money and not spent it wisely. That's, that's the reality of it. Marcel Brands hasn't spent money on lo- too many players to have taken this club to the next level. Excuse me, I'm just driving here. <laughs> Traffic talk. But nonetheless, nonetheless, there needs to be some sort of accountability towards Marcel Brands and the things he's doing at that football club. There, there needs to be some, some kind of fingers pointed at him saying, hey, we're giving you the money. But like, what's going on? As a director of football, surely you should know what we're paying for. Surely you should know, you should be the one advising the ownership of what's, what kind of players we need, why we need them, how can we improve the team, you know, where do we improve this team? Where do we go and get these players? How do we get them? Is he the right person for this football club? Will he take Everton to the next level? Are we buying him for the future? Like, these things aren't... It looks so haphazard. It, Everton's transfer approach, it looks so scattergun, if I'm being honest. It looks scattergun and divided. And it almost looks as if it's being forced. You know, so I think Everton fans would love some clarity over what's happening with transfers who they're intending on getting and why anyway guys that's my uh, my rant about Everton sacking Marco Silva and I hope you guys enjoyed that I'm on the way to work now I hope you guys have the best weekend there'll be more content coming up soon I know, you, I know you guys have been missing my podcast and I haven't been producing a lot of content for you but it's just been wild guys I've had so much like I've been working late I've been playing lots of soccer which has consumed my time and it's been pretty difficult to just bomb out content every now and again but guys nonetheless i will be back i am going to make more content for you and my apologies for the lack thereof so have the best week have the best weekend look after yourselves get some beers get the boys over watch some football and just enjoy the premier league this weekend be safe guys this is your boy ryan leaf from the dugout podcast have the best weekend yeah